to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist at extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. We're going to carry on with our series. If you haven't been here, we've been looking at Isaiah 9. Uh, verse 6, looking at these qualities that are given to Jesus. We looked at our wonderful counselor. We looked at mighty God. Um, we're looking today at everlasting father. He's also called the prince of peace there. Um, so we'll start off by reading that verse in Isaiah 9. So Isaiah 9 verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is a really exciting time in the year where we really look at the birth of Christ, how we can really see that God is in control. He stopped the flow of events, um, flow of human history with this birth. And I've gained so much hope from that. But today we'll be looking at the title that he's been given, Jesus, the Everlasting Father. And when I read that, I thought, why is he called Everlasting Father? We know the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, three in one, but why is Jesus called the Everlasting Father? And I thought about this, and I think, really, it's not referencing to the Father, the third person of the Trinity, but it's really amazing language here, very poetic language. It's really capturing who this child will become. Is capturing the splendor of this child, Jesus. That some translators have it as the father of the future. So I think it references to Jesus' reign, you know? The government will be on his shoulders. And the everlasting father, or the father of the future, references to him being the founder, the head of his family. And who is, is Jesus' family? Us, the church. He's the everlasting head of the church. And that's really encouraging words, I find, that him, Jesus, is the head of the body. And it really ties into um, Ephesians, what Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 1. So if we turn to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20, I'll read from there. Paul writes, when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly, um, of the heavenly Father. Sorry, I just lost my place. Let me start again. When he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. These are really powerful words. This is our king. This is Jesus. This is the baby that grows into. Everything is under his feet. All dominion, all rule. He's given all authority. And even every name that is invoked, there's no name greater than Jesus. That's the head of our church. And I, off, I pictured that through the week, and I thought, 
often I don't really, oh, nearly <laughs> fell off that step. Um, I often don't picture Jesus as the head of the church. If I think of myself as part of the body here, and maybe I'm an arm of the body, but Jesus is the head, how often do I really get on my knees and say, Jesus, what do you want me to do? What do you want us to do? We know that the arm, my arm, only can move when my mind tells it to move. But often, I'm not really letting Jesus take control of me. And it's so encouraging here that Jesus wants to use us. Isn't that amazing? And we see at times churches that lose the focus that Jesus is the head. And it's really sad. And it turns into a disaster. But we can thank God that he is the head of the church. If it was up to my mind or someone else's that's not Jesus to build a church, to keep it together, we would be in real trouble. If we read those verses again, uh, verses 22 to 23, and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. This is why I love reading the Bible, because we get a glimpse and understand really who Jesus is. He's so great, so powerful, everything under his feet. And through the Bible, we sort of understand we're quite small. But these verses, wow, he wants to use us. We are part of his body. You're telling me that the head of the church, this king of kings, the Lord of lords, nothing higher than Jesus is the head, but somehow I'm part of his body? And that more than that, we're the fullness of him, that he wants to use us. Jesus is really amazing. We see this picture through Isaiah of these uh, titles that given him. And Ephesians really um, show us who Jesus is. But I also want to read from Revelations because this is one of my favorite passages. Since we're looking at Jesus This is a really uh, good passage where it describes when John saw Jesus and all his glory. And it's in Revelations chapter 1, verse 12. And I'll just read that and just listen to it. This is the head of our church. This is the everlasting father. Revelations 1, verse 12. This is John. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like the Son of Man, dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet, and a golden sash around his chest. His, eye, uh, his hair on his head was white as wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in the furnace, and his voice is like the rushing sounds of water. In his right hand he held seven stars, and Out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword. His face shone like the sun, shining in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet, though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first. I am the last. I am the living one. I was dead, but now look. I am alive forever and ever. I hold the keys of death and Hades. This is our head. This is our everlasting father. This is our Jesus, the king. He is supreme over everything. And when you realize that Jesus is the head of the church, that should bring you so much security. 
Who can be against us if we are really putting him as the head? And it's also encouraging that he wants to use us as the body. As the body, as we're in Christ, he wants to use us. We, the body, the limbs are doers, doers of what the mind tell, him, uh, tell them to do. So we really need to be seeking the will of Christ. And I can't not read this uh, passage. I, don't, I was thinking, oh, maybe too many passages. But you can't not read this passage when you're talking about Jesus. And I'll turn to Colossians 1 verse 15 to 20. Okay. Wait, my print is so small in this Bible today. Um, Yeah. Okay, Colossians 1 verse 15. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in the heavenlies and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or power or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead. So in everything, he might have supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. This is Jesus. And... I think it's so important to read your Bible and really understand who Jesus is. Not just in December and uh, come and uh, think about the baby, but think about who this baby becomes, Jesus, the Son of God. Why? Because when you really realize who Jesus is, how can you put anything else as the head of the church? How can you put anything else as the head um, in your own life who guides your family? We have to remind ourselves who this king is, who Jesus is. Murray said to do a, quite a short one today, but I want to give you some homework because it's a short service today. And that is, that is to go home today and really read this passage from Colossians 1, 15 to 20. If you're single, just read it and just really um, look at each verse. But if you're in a family, maybe after lunch or after dinner, just sit around the table and read it and talk about this verse because it's very powerful. Hmm? (laughs) Um, Maybe uh, next Sunday you can come back if it's your first Sunday here and uh, we can talk about this verse together and um, go over your homework. But um, let's pray. Yeah, Lord, thank you so much that we can look at the birth how you stepped down into he- from heaven to earth and came as this baby, 100% man and 100% God. But we can be so joyful and so encouraged in what you have done and what you're going to do, that you're going to return, Lord. And um, thank you, Lord, that we p- can put our trust in you and uh, give you our lives. We just pray um, for each of us as we go home today or um, in this week and we look at this passage who really describes who you are, Lord, that you will really touch our hearts and mind and show more of yourself to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast.